Welcome to the Benzo Free Podcast, your home for an honest, straightforward, and personal discussion about anti-anxiety drugs, their effects, and how to deal with dependence and withdrawal. Whether you have taken benzodiazepines, Z drugs, or any other tranquilizers, know someone who has, or you just want help dealing with chronic anxiety and insomnia, this is your podcast. I'm your host, D.E. Foster, author of the book, Benzo Free, The World of Anti-Anxiety Drugs and the Reality of Withdrawal. I'm so glad you joined us today. Please stick around and let me bend your ear for a few minutes. It just might feel a little better on the other side. Well, good morning. And welcome to the Benzo Fee Prog Fee Fee Pod. Woo! That's a good way to start this off, isn't it? Backing up a second. Good morning. This is D, and welcome to episode 91 of the Benzo Free Podcast. This is going to be another live episode, so there's going to be flubs in it, and I'm going to record a lot of different things today. Today I'm going to try something different, as I do sometimes on this podcast, and I'm going to call this a day in the life. And that is a day in the life of D, because, well, it's hard for me to record a day in the life of somebody else, because I'm not that person, so I'm going to have to record my day in the life, and that's a day in the life of somebody going through a regular day that's still in some protracted withdrawal, and the experiences that go along with that. I thought it might be nice just to show a little behind the scenes, maybe. Don't know if that's interesting to any of you, but, oh, I try to find new ways of doing the podcast every now and then, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, and I'm sure you'll let me know what you think, and I do enjoy that, so please, don't forget to let me know how things are going. Right now, it is... Let me look at the clock here. 5.14 a.m. It is October 1st. Happy October to everyone and happy fall to everyone. That kicked in a little bit ago. Fall is my favorite time of the year. I love fall. I've never been much of a summer person. It's just a little too hot for me. Um, I enjoy the long days. I enjoy taking long walks in the evening. I love the just some of the freedom of getting out and some of the beauty of the the grass and the flowers, but fall's always been my favorite. I'm, I like the coming of the winter around here in Colorado. I like the change in the leaves. I like the holidays with Halloween and Thanksgiving here in the U.S. and, and Christmas, of course, being my all-time fave. So just having that series of events and that time of year and the music that goes along with it and oh, the joy in people as they get to spend more time with their family, of course, with the pandemic, that may not be the thing that we're looking for more of since we had been in staying home a lot more often lately over the past year and a half or so, but still... There's something, I think, magical about it, and I enjoy that. I'm going to record this live. I have a digital recorder that I want to use for recording things as I'm on a road trip, and 
This one's going to be kind of like the road trips I take, except I'm not on the road. I'm going to record this right here from home. So I'll bring this around with me today. There'll be, you know, flubs and guffaws and whatever, uh, whatever other term ah, that there might be for it, just as there was on the opening there where I had to take out my night guard because um, <laughs> I was laying in bed here and um, started to talk to you on the recorder and I still have my night guard in, yes. That's probably number one of the things that are related to benzo withdrawal. I didn't really have a night guard before I went through benzo withdrawal, but because of grinding of the teeth with anxiety and, and stuff like that at night, um, I now wear a night guard at bedtime. And that saves my teeth. So this is what we do, right? We try to do adjust to life and how life is. Be, you know, before I get too far into um, this podcast, I do want to mention a couple caveats, and I also want to mention a couple administrative things that I have to do on the podcast, because if I don't, I'll forget to do them later. <laughs> so, number one is, oh, and there's a benzo brain moment. Boy, see, it can happen that quickly. You know, you have something in your mind that you're about to say, and bam, like that, it is gone. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, I do remember now. See, it also comes back sometimes. But that is, please don't use my experience with protracted withdrawal, or please try not to, as any sign of what your withdrawal is going to be like, um, or how long it's going to be. I I always like to throw the, this this caution in, because every one of us is so different. And my case is an extreme one. I'm in that, you know, 10 to 15% of people who get protracted withdrawal. So most people don't even have it last this long. And, and for protracted withdrawal, I'm referring to symptoms that last beyond 18 months. Now, of course, I'm beyond seven years now. <laughs> but Please know that my experience is extreme. Also, made some mistakes. Um, the type of benzo I was on also, also has a higher incidence, it appears, of protracted withdrawal. Um, I took a fluoroquinolone antibiotic during my withdrawal, which can cause neuropathy on its own and does not have a, does not have a nice combination effect. So that may have caused more symptoms and extended my withdrawal. Um, I updosed during withdrawal, which could have caused some type of a kindling effect. So that also may have complicated it. Um, I have ADHD, which also doesn't help anxiety. It's, a, it's one of those ones that doesn't mix well with anxiety and sometimes causes anxiety and adds to, and a lot of other factors. Um, so that's one thing. Also, I'm having a resurgence of some of my symptoms lately, as I've shared on the podcast recently. But it's also because this has been an extremely stressful year for me with my family. And, um, and of course, with COVID and everything else. But so I don't know that I'd be having these troubles right now if it wasn't for what I've been going through lately. So um, all that to say, please don't use me as an example. I'm an extreme case by far most people will be hopefully through with your withdrawal by the time you're 18 months out, hopefully even long before that, 18 months past your last dose. 
um, most of you don't ever, won't ever actually reach protracted withdrawal. Now, a lot of you listening may because people who listen to the podcast are often people who are in that minority who are having the ongoing complications. But again, I'm going to share with you struggles I am having right now. So I don't want you to think as you're hearing those that this is going to be me because that's not how this works. We are all so different. We are all have different reactions to these drugs, reactions to withdrawal, and I want to make sure that I get that out there. Okay. Oh, that being said, um, also one more thing on that too. Don't forget, I have had, I have healed mostly. Um, I've been having regular days, regular weeks, regular months um, with very little symptoms or no symptoms. And it's, again, that just recently I've had these resurgent of stages, and I think it's due to the extreme anxiety and other life choices I've made recently that may have, you know, I let my guard down, <laughs> which is something we have to be careful of. But again, okay, so I'll move on. Sorry about that. Let me throw in the administrative stuff as best as I can remember it here off the top of my head because I am not um, on my computer to read my notes here. Again, this one is going to be recorded live um, off the cuff, and I'm just going to carry my digital recorder around today and record thoughts here and there. But don't forget to leave us um, feedback. You can do so on the YouTube posts. You can do so on our podcast posts, you can do so, of course, on our forum on our website at easinganxiety.com slash feedback. See, I remembered that. That's <laughs> off the top of my head. So I'd love to hear from you. Our format today is going to be this. I have no idea. <laughs> like I said, I'm going to record this live. So, But hopefully, I'm going to talk a little bit about what my day's like, what I do throughout the day. Um, just kind of take you along for the ride. That's kind of what I'm doing. I don't know if this is going to be a good podcast or one of the worst. I have no idea, but I'm not afraid to experiment with new um, ideas. And sometimes the ones that I think I'm just doing to be crazy turn out to be the ones that you all enjoy the most. So I don't know. But I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing what comes of it. Of course, as all of you know, I have to put this in, which is this podcast is for informational purposes only and should never be considered medical advice. I always want to get that up front, and I will pop in the disclaimer at the end. Um, back to our format real quickly. One thing I am going to have today is I am still going to have our moment of peace. Now, I'll probably record something, you know, on, the, on my recorder today with the vocal, but... One of our listeners, Graham, from the UK, was kind enough to email me again recently about a vacation he took um, on the island of Corfu in Greece. And he sent me a recording of the waves lapping along the shoreline there that I just loved. And I loved the fact that he thought enough to record some sound while he was on his vacation and send it off to me so that we could have it for background for our moment of peace. So thank you, Graham. I really appreciate that. And I look forward to sharing that as our, our audio when we do that, when we close out today's episode. So please hang, hang out 
long enough for that. Or, you know, tune in back for that if you skip over sections of this podcast. And um, I think that's it for the administration side of things on a podcast. I'm sure I'm forgetting something else. But um, I can always, you know, I can always put it back in later. I often get up and hit the hit the trail about 30 minutes, 45 minutes before Shanna does, my wife. And before she gets up. And sometimes I jog a little bit of that. Sometimes I just walk. But I try to get a little extra exercise. It's something to do when I have that extra time in the morning. And then she usually joins me. And we usually have our walk around 7 or so. Um, she usually gets up about 6.45, 7 a.m. And then we do our walk. And then come back and eat breakfast and get on with the day. This is a routine that became regular because of my dog, Bear. We would walk Bear in the morning, and we would walk him in the evening, and sometimes even another walk. But it, he got us out. Of course, as most of you know, listening to this, we lost Bear uh, a couple months ago um, this year, and it's been, it's been really hard. Um, we're still mourning that loss. He was a very important part of our life, and so... So it's been hard, a lot harder on Shanna than it's been on me. She was very close, and I was too, but especially like this year, I was on the road, you know, every other week to Kansas City and gone a lot. So during those times when I wasn't home, she really relied on him for company. And um, in fact, I haven't left without her since he's been gone. We've gone back to Kansas City again a couple times since then, but... I haven't left without her because I just, it wasn't okay, I think. I didn't want to leave her alone here without without our dog as company. So anyway, I ramble. But I'm having symptoms, some, so I'm going to share some of those today. And I'm going to go walk here in a second. And I also wanted to mention that my symptoms were even kicking in last night. In fact, last night's a good example. I, I get the achesisia. So many of you know that one. Achesisia, for those who don't know off the top of your head, is an inner restlessness. It's that energy that just surges through your body and you have to do something physically because it's driving you nuts. My time that I would get it would usually be in the evening. When I'd sit down and relax with Shanna, want to read or want to watch TV, um, and that would be the time that it would kind of kick in. It seemed for me that it would kick in of course, when I had some sugar, which sometimes after dinner I would eat some sugar or something and then it would kick in when I'm relaxing. And it would also kick in closer to bedtime more often for me because I think as I get a little sleepy for some reason, that also seems to kick in. I don't know if that's similar for the rest of you. But the achesisia kicks in and I have to do something. So um, I was kind of fidgeting around. We were watching a movie a movie we'd seen before, rewatching one from a while back. And we like movies. I like movies. That's something about me. I grew up liking movies. I, I yeah. Another sidetrack. I'm going to come back instead of taking that tangent, as I so often do, as you all who listen to this regularly know me. But I'm going to stay on the focus of Icacesia. Anyway, last night, I, um, Shanna said, why don't you go down and play your drum set, which used to be my go-to thing. Um, I'm a drummer, and although I haven't played professionally in years, 
but I have a couple sets in the basement and I have one that's electronic. So it's quieter to play, especially in the evening. It's just an electronic set I hook up to the headphones so nobody else hears me, but except for hitting rubber pads. So it's not very loud. So I would go downstairs and I play that for 30 minutes, 45, an hour, whatever. And it works out that energy. Um, sometimes I would go for, we'd go for another evening walk. Shan, I would, if I have the achesia. Sometimes I just come and do the stairs up and down to our basement. And I do those about 10 times or something. Whatever it takes to just work out that energy, I have found seems to help when I get that achesia. And that stuff will drive you nuts. A lot of times it comes along with like restless leg um, syndrome. I get that sometimes. My legs are often where I feel it. That's the part of my body that has to move. And so that's what happens. Anyway, so last night I went down and I played my drum set for a little while. She went into her office and worked for a little while. And we came back and we watched a little more of the movie. We didn't finish it last night and then went to bed. I just thought I'd get back to you and say, hey, I'm... I'm not get back to you. See, this one, that's one of those times ooh, when I just, words, you ever get that where just words come out of your mouth and you didn't really say them? You know, you didn't really think them. It's just more of a habit, kind of like a, a muscle memory. You know, when your body just does things, when you're, when you're driving and you don't even know how you got home because your, your brain, your muscle memory just took over subconsciously and it got you home. Uh, that was one of those sayings that just, yeah, you know, came out, although it had no relevant relevancy to probably our topic at hand. It's what I said, almost like an um, I just said it because it was to fill the time. <laughs> I'm one of those people who I don't think ever was that comfortable with awkward silences, so still not, to be honest. But it's been crazy. This week has been a rough week for me. And that's another, I think, good reason why I'm recording this today. Um, the family stuff, and I'm not going to go into detail. We've talked about this in the past, but real quick to catch those up who don't know, both my parents uh, went into a senior centers with dementia in February. I've taken 10 trips so far back to Colorado since February, just to take care of them, driven from Colorado to Kansas City. And Unfortunately, some things have improved. I've sold their house, and that's been successful. Both of them, hopefully, are in long-term care. My mom's been in five separate facilities since then. So what I'm trying to say is that I'm hoping those pieces have calmed down. Unfortunately, there's still so much that I have to do on paperwork and management of their finances, of their medical. I'm on the phone. I've been on the phone. I probably had... 15 to 20 separate phone calls this week alone just managing my folks care I have spent almost this entire week and that's not every week some weeks I'm only spending 10 hours on their stuff but some weeks I'm spending 30 hours on their stuff but VA forms I'm now a VA fiduciary to manage my dad's VA benefits I'm now a social security administrator representative payee I had to do that and all that paperwork and all the forms and all the documents and yesterday I was just trying to set up a new account to be able to manage my dad's funds from the VA to help manage his care and I never knew and I apologize to anybody who went through anything like this before me I never knew what this took. Um, and 
I had to just walk away. I got so irritated yesterday that almost broke my hand um, <laughs> hitting my desk and hitting a wall. This is what D does when he gets really angry. Um, and it, that irritability, don't know if that's necessarily Benzo's. I rarely ever had moments like that before. So my guess is this, the Benzo withdrawal piece of it isn't helping it. But I get irritated, and I hit a wall, and I get overwhelmed, and I don't know where to turn, and I don't know what to do, and I don't know oh, how to deal with what I'm dealing with. And so I thankfully hit inanimate objects instead of animals or people. <laughs> I think that's a good thing, okay? <laughs> I have never once struck somebody out of anger or anything like that, and I never want to. But I'll hit a wall. Um, and I will do that. So yesterday was one of those days trying to set up this Veterans Affairs fiduciary account for my dad. It's a nightmare. It's just I keep digging this hole that gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Anyway, I didn't mean for this to become some diatribe of how bad my life is. Okay, enough of my parents. I'm sure it'll pop up on the thing today, but I'm not going to talk about that because that's not what you want to hear and that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about benzos and withdrawal and living our lives during those times. So let me turn off the recorder here for a second. And I'm going to get some clothes on because I think taking a walk in the dark in my PJs in our neighborhood may not be the best thought. Plus, it's a little cold. I need some clothes on. So let me get changed and throw that on. I don't shower yet. I wait a little bit and do that later. I, our routine is usually walks, breakfast, showers, and then we get to work. So that's what we're doing. So it is now, I've been talking for a while. Wow, it's 542. God, is that like half the podcast already? Okay, maybe I will edit this down. I don't know yet because you don't want to hear my ramblings, but I am going to go take on the day. Let's see where that takes us. I'll talk to you in a bit. And that is the soothing sound of traffic nearby. We're about a mile and a half from an interstate. And less than that from another two-lane highway. So do get some traffic around here. But also I walk, already walked a little bit and walked closer to the traffic. So now I'm walking away. Hopefully that won't be too much of a bother. And if I'm breathing a little heavily, I apologize, but I do try to keep a brisker pace while I walk so that, you know, I can get some exercise. That's the goal here. I'm not going to run because then I would really be breathy and it's hard to record while I'm jogging. So, <laughs> But I am out and getting some exercise and that's the important thing, right? We got to keep our bodies moving. That achesisia I was telling you about last night. It's, it's just all this energy built up in our bodies and our nerves are just wanting to move and they're freaking out. And as for me, I found the best solution was exercise. Go work it out. When you get that energy, go work it out. Ah, here comes another headlamp. <laughs> this is the second headlamp I've seen this morning because like I said, it is dark. But I can tell by the way the headlamp is moving, it's a jogger heading my way. So I'm going to pass this jogger and then I will be right back with you. Okay.
But we are often talking about finding ways to peace, finding ways to calm ourselves on this podcast, because that's something we really spend a lot of time doing or try to spend a lot of time doing. Because we're so worked up, we're so, we're in such an anxious state, that recurring anxious state. You know, our GABA receptors, they're not receiving that calming message as well as they used to. And once we get triggered, we wind up in this spiral. And we get more anxiety and we get more symptoms and we get more anxiety. And it just keeps going that direction. In my experience, finding ways to manage that anxiety, manage that fear, as I've talked about many times on this podcast, is essential to help us get through. For me, taking walks was one of those. And there's another jogger. And she is wearing some... Oh, I think you see her phone <laughs> on her arm because it's glowing in the distance. And then she also has a couple reflective tape things on her ankles, so... That's how I spotted her, although I'm near a street light now, so I'm starting to see more. Anyway, back to exercise and back to walking. One of the things that got me through was taking walks. I don't care where you live. I think we can all do this at some point, if, of course, we're able to walk. For some of us, our bodies are too locked up and walking isn't, isn't available to us. Some of us no longer have the ability to walk, and I understand that, too. Find other ways of getting some exercise. Find other ways of starting your day on a bright note, on at least a more calm note. If you don't start your day at a level of, you know, somewhat calm, then as that spiral keeps kicking in, we're going to wind up being worse and worse and worse as the day goes on. And you wind up like I was last night with achesisia and, and all kinds of problems. For me, starting out the day on a good note helps. It just creates that base for the rest of the day, a calmer base. I take, God, I think I've taken a walk every day for as long as I can remember, or way back when, so, and sometimes two or three. But what I love about this is I'm out here, it's, the sun is just thinking about coming up over the horizon towards Kansas. And so I can just kind of see around me right now. There's still that chill in the air. People are starting to come to it. Occasionally I see a car. Occasionally a jogger or a walker goes by or a dog. Usually with a person, you know. And, <laughs> but most of the time I'm on my own and I'm just walking a trail. And as my body keeps moving... I get a chance to focus on things, and I do sometimes a walking meditation. I found walking meditations help. What's great about this is it's a win-win. I'm getting exercise, and I'm meditating. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> so I do do walking meditations a lot of times in the morning, and I'll just listen to the sounds around me and kind of identify them, or I will have a mantra that I'll repeat in my head. And I just keep walking. I look down kind of about five, ten feet in front of me, just keep focused and keep walking and try to go into a meditative state and listen to things around me, but don't pay too much attention to them and let them pass. And I found it to be helpful. 
I also get out and do a jog walk sometimes, and I also sometimes listen to books on tape while I'm out walking in the morning. But it's my time, and we all need some my time, don't we? I don't know. I'm saying like, like I think I know you need my time, but I'm guessing you do. I'm guessing you do. Especially with the withdrawal and everything else going on, we need, that's why we isolate ourselves, is we need time to heal, time to recover, time to start out our day on a good foot, with a good foundation, so that we can handle the things that are going to be thrown at us throughout the day. Ah, oh, wish you could see this. The sky out to the east is just getting kind of pink and purpley. Sun's not up yet, but it's kind of pretty. I mentioned this morning that I really love this time of year. And one of the things I love are the holidays coming up and it is October 1st and some people already have their Halloween decorations out and I'm gonna be doing that tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow's Saturday, today's Friday, so I'm gonna go out and put out some decorations tomorrow. Get it set up for Halloween and then we'll do the switch over to fall and then do the switch over to Christmas. And I enjoy that, it's gotta, you know, we have to take the time to enjoy the seasons, to enjoy life, to enjoy the little things that are out there. And we can't keep thinking, I don't know if you do this, but we can't keep thinking that I can't do that now because of this, because I'm in withdrawal, because I don't feel good, because it's, a, you know, what I'm going through, I just can't enjoy anything. Because that's a lie. That's a lie. We can still enjoy things. We can still enjoy little things. And we have to stop blocking that joy from our lives. We need to allow that in because we need that to counter the worry, the fear, the anxiety. There's a balance out there in life. And if we don't occasionally distract ourselves, if we don't occasionally laugh, if we don't occasionally smile, if we don't occasionally live life, then we wind up going down that rabbit hole, that spiral. Things just keep building. You gotta maintain some sense of life as we go through this. If you have children, you know, enjoy, be there for them, be there for others. If you have a spouse or a partner, be there for them. It's okay to do that sometimes. Instead, we need to do that sometimes because we need them. <laughs> if ever in our lives we needed the people around us, now is the time. This year has been a bit a lot of be there for them for me. I've been there for my parents. And I'm not a great son by all means. I make a lot of mistakes. But I keep reminding myself, they're not going to be around forever. My dad's 90, my mom's 86. So I don't want these last years these last days, these last months, whatever it is, to be ones of regret that I wasn't there, that I didn't do what I could. Taking this time now to make sure I try to take care of them, honestly, is selfish because it means I can live with myself later. I'm not going to look back and say, God damn it, I could have done this or I could have done that or why didn't I go back and see them more often? I don't want to live my life that way. I don't want to live my life in regret. Oh, this walk is nice, I must admit. I do love coming out here and, you know, I think again, I've already, I'm probably already about 50 minutes of recording. So, you know what? Um, I'm gonna edit this down some. I'll just pull out 
what I think are some of the better points and include those. And But I just, I like, I like to talk. Have you noticed this? <laughs> this is Dee and I like to talk. So welcome to the Benson Free Podcast if you've never heard it before. <laughs> but uh, I'm a talker um, from way back when. Hopefully I've learned to listen some too. Um, but I do like to talk. I just who I am. So, you know, make use of your gifts, right? What else is this life about? But finding out what your gifts are, finding out what you love and doing that or trying to do that. I like talking to you all. I love this. I like podcasting. I love podcasts. This is cool. I can take you along. It's like when I have this recorder in my hand, you are with me. That's cool. Yes, I say cool. <laughs> I'm 55 years old. That's the term I use. I know there's a million other new terms now, but I'm old school. I say cool. <laughs> so sue me if it's not modern, contemporary, or in with the, with the kids. But I think it's pretty cool. I love this. <sighs> Still out here walking. Probably got about a mile, almost mile and a half in maybe now. What time is it? Let's see what time it is. It is 6.30. Hey. So about 15 minutes, head back to the house. See if Shanna's up and then we'll go take our walk, which is usually about a mile and a half. That gets me in about three miles, three and a half miles in the morning, and then, or four miles, or whatever it's going to be today. <laughs> and then we'll do some more this evening. That's a good day. It's not an exciting day. It's not a life-changing day. It's a good day. And I'm okay enjoying that. I enjoy my walks with my wife. I enjoy reading a book at night with her in the living room or on her porch with the sound of the creek and waterfall behind us. I enjoy the little things. Good morning. I am at breakfast, as you might have told. I am in the kitchen right now and getting my breakfast. I'm having two eggs that I do in the microwave. It may not be the healthiest thing, but that's what I do because I'm lazy. And I'm doing two sausage links. Yes, it's the breakfast of champion. Um, actually, it's just um, I'm on a low-carb diet right now, trying to drop some pounds. So I'm eating meat for breakfast, and then I mix in some veggies and fruits throughout the day. So, But for breakfast, I just start out with some meat. kind of gets me going, so that's what I'm doing. Trying to drop a few. And there's the microwave. That's just the, the sausage. Shanna went into her office, so she's not here right now, but she usually comes out and joins me. In fact, I make one sausage for her, which one of these is. Um, usually in the morning, I do eggs and grits. Sometimes I'll do eggs and some fruit. I do eggs and yogurt, but I always do my eggs. <laughs> I try to do two eggs each morning. I don't know. I think it's good and healthy for me. I understand that. No matter what food we talk about, there's always people that think it's great for you. There's always people that think it's bad for you. I don't know. But, you know. Uh, and water. Lots of water. Lots and lots of water. That's what else I do. Always hydrating myself. Another thing with benzo withdrawal that 
I've noticed, I don't know who else has, but um, is we get dehydrated um, sometimes, so I drink lots of water. And there's my wife. <laughs> and she's probably annoyed because I'm recording. <laughs> Do you want to say hi? Hello, everyone. I don't know if you can hear her, but she says hello. Hopefully you heard. She's on this thing. So we eat breakfast and we uh, sometimes play a wordscape game on the phone and catch up on the day, right? Oh, it is laundry day. Um, I am in the laundry room right now. I'm getting laundry started. Shane's showering and getting ready, and I am doing laundry. It's on Fridays. That's when we do laundry. So it's laundry. Did I say that? I think I did. <laughs> you know all the hangers now from our closet and putting them up in the laundry room closet. to do as much tasks as I can around the house, I'll admit. My wife probably does, no, doesn't probably does. My wife does more cleaning <laughs> the house than I do, but I do try to do my share whenever I can, and laundry is one of the ones that I try to tackle whenever I can on Fridays, and so I'm getting that going. I think my favorite errands, or not errands, my favorite chores, uh, if I had to choose, I think, our laundry, maybe number one, I like doing laundry, kind of fun. Um, clean in the kitchen. I kind of like cleaning the kitchen. I don't know why. But I'm um, washing dishes. Like whenever you have a big family dinner, um, I'd rather get up and wash dishes than I would sit around the table in an uncomfortable chair and try to make conversation with in-laws. I'd say laundry and that. And I like vacuuming okay, but eh, it's okay. Dusting's not bad. As long as we don't have too many knickknacks around. And I take trash out. And what else do we have? Yeah. All the other tasks, you know, that go with it. Mop on the floor, Shanna usually does that one. Anyway, so just doing laundry, trying to get things going, and taking on the next step. Just told you I was going to record things along the way, and I'm just now standing here after starting the washer, trying to think of something profound to say that, you know, ties back to benzo withdrawal, but as you can tell, that's not coming readily to me right now. <laughs> so, but I do think if I had one thing, it would be the, the point of keeping busy. Um, even sometimes just the regular tasks, doing things around the house, doing things in the yard, like we're gonna, gonna I gotta mow tomorrow um, and do all that kind of stuff. And so just doing things around the house, um, keeping us busy. Uh, when I'm doing things, when I'm working, when I'm doing, working downstairs, especially working on the podcast and working with the, with the work group and other stuff, my mind doesn't have as much of a chance to ruminate, worry, obsess about how my life isn't quite what it used to be. And that's just a fact. It's just how it is, but that's where I'm at. And it's okay to, to keep busy. It's okay to have things to do because our minds go dark, I think, when they have too much freedom, when they have too much time on their hands. So that's what we do. So got the wash kicked off. I'll change that out here in a little bit. And Moving on. It is 9.08 a.m. I've been at my desk for a while now working on my folk stuff. <laughs> Big surprise, trying to get a VA, VA Veterans Affairs fiduciary set up and paying my dad's bill for care and trying to get that scanned in and tracked and everything. And, you know, it takes a while. So that's what I'm working on right now. I'm in the basement in my office. 
This is where I do most of my work and where I record the podcast and everything. So uh, for those of you who've seen the videos, you've seen kind of the, the setting down here. So it's just a unfinished basement with some carpet laid down and um, my desk here in the middle of the room and kind of created a nice little space here for me. It's kind of my own protected bubble down in the basement, but it's a good place where I can work and be myself and just take care of things. So right now I am trying to scan in some documents. So I have records of payments I made for my parents and that's what I'm doing this morning. I'm hoping that this stuff won't take more time than um, all morning to finish this up, but I still got to call the VA and finish that up and try to get everything in place. And oh, it's a lot of balls. A lot of balls in the air, so always hard to keep track of things, but I'm doing okay. Um, I get off to a good start, like I said, with the walk in the morning, and I kind of stay ahead of things as best I can and um, and keep moving forward, so that's all I can do. You know, that's all we can all do is just kind of do the best we can. Well, kind of. I got a to-do list that's a mile long, but I try to stay with that to-do list. That's another thing that does seem to help. Sorry, as I'm rolling away from the microphone, I'm actually still changing out the pages here in the printer but as I'm um, it's one of the things that does help is I've started about a month ago just trying to create an actual to-do list and outlook to keep track of everything I do I've never been good at maintaining that but um, I think it helps with the overwhelm and the anxiety as having a to-do list because I think mainly it is that I ruminate on things I got to do or things I forgot to do or things I'm gonna forget to do um, and having a list that I can just with my phone or whatever pop it on there real quick and say, oh, don't forget to do this. I can forget about it. It's on my to-do list. I can somewhat walk away from it and realize that, hey, um, this will get on the to-do list and it will get done. And with my parents, um, I've had no choice but to create to-do lists and get organized because there's just no way. I have, you know, boxes upon boxes of files down here of things I'm tracking for them. And I use this OneNote on Microsoft and it tracks all kinds of documentation and I scan things in. Because, you know, we got to work with our limitations. One, like I said, is the anxiety I get um, from, you know, being overwhelmed. So keeping a to-do list really helps. The other thing is my memory's not great. Um, again, don't know how much of that is. Benzos don't know how much of it is. ADHD, don't know how much of it is um, 55, <laughs> but I do have trouble remembering a lot of things. So I keep this one note log of conversations I have. I can put it in there and it helps to keep me organized. It's, it's a pain to try to do that all the time and always add that extra work layer. And I don't always do it, but I try to because it frees up the worry. Um, from my mind, I can put things in and also I can pull things out and honestly, there's so much to keep track of right here I have to create documentation. So so that's what I do I just wanted to touch base with you and and let you know where I'm at right now, but Moving on back to the VA. I got to make a phone call talk to you in a bit hey, It's a D and I'm back. This is This is me um, It is 1256 and I am sitting at my drum set, actually. <laughs> Would you believe it? I had some lunch, brought home a couple salads from Wendy's for Shannon and myself, and then decided um, I also got a side of nuggets <laughs> on top of my salad. And um, felt like I overate a little bit, so I'm going to come down here and work off. I rarely ever stop to play the drums in the daytime. I usually play that in the evening when I'm, you know, dealing with a or something. But 
For some reason right now I feel like I eat too much and I really want to try to stay on this low carb diet and keep things, you know, keep things controlled. So since I overate a little bit at lunch, thought I'd come down here and work off and see what I can do. Now you're all you're hearing right now probably is me hitting a bunch of rubber pads because that's what my drum set is, an electronic drum set. So I have a headset on and I'm here in the full drum set. You're not. So there you go. And I'm not, trust me, don't worry. Nobody ever wants to hear somebody just play the drums. So I'm going to tune out now and turn you off and I'm going to get to work on practicing for 30, 45 minutes or something just to work through some of that energy, keep the exercise going, trying to get healthier, trying to do better, trying to stay ahead of my symptoms and withdrawal. It's an ongoing battle I think we all face, but it's one that we do the best we can. So, so anyway, I will check in with you again in a little bit. Thanks. Oh, I'm back. It is 2.05 p.m. I'm sitting at my desk. Oh, I've been sitting here for a few minutes working on things, trying to get caught up, get some stuff closed down for my folks for the day, and maybe work on the website for a while. That's my next goal. Sorry for any loud noise here. I'm cutting the wig. The wig. Not the wig. I'm not cutting a wig. I'm cutting the wick. That's what I'm doing. Cutting the wick off my Yankee candle here. It's a pumpkin one. Um, I do a series of candles sometimes at my desk to help with a little aromatherapy for my anxiety. I don't know if any of you do that, but smells can be pretty good. Oh, and I just forgot how to use a lighter, so there we go. Okay. Uh, lighting that up. There we go. So just imagine that there's a little bit of pumpkin aroma starting to permeate the area. Anyway, that enough said. The the day got away from me. Um, I'm now in bed because things kind of took off. I got a call from a facility, one of the senior facilities in Kansas City. My mom was having a rough day and um, wanted to desperately needed to talk to me. And so um, she was on the phone and um, she wanted to know why Bobby, her, her sister, hadn't called her. Um, for a long time, and unfortunately her sister passed away 12 years ago, so so she's not going to be calling, and I tried to try to calm her down and bring her down, and it's, it's not fun, and it sends me off into a state sometimes. It's difficult. Um, I've gotten a little more used to these types of calls, and these I've had several of these, these this year. Um, sometimes my mom or dad are being rushed to the hospital, um, it's usually about my mom. My mom's had more difficulty this year. Anyway, that takes me off and sometimes my mind gets, you know, into a different state of mind and it's hard for me to have the, I don't know how many of you know this, to have the emotional mindset to do something specific. And for me, recording the podcast, I need a certain mindset, I think, um, I, I love doing this, but if my mind it goes off onto a dark area or someplace else, it's it's hard for me. Sometimes I just don't feel like doing it, and that was the rest of the day. You know, one of the other things that hits me, that hits all of us, I think, is that sense of FOMO, of fear of missing out. 
I think we all get that sometimes, especially a benzo withdrawal, because we can't live. We can't. We're unable to live the life that we had been living. We're unable to live the life that we want to be living sometimes. And I get that. I get that because I still haven't. That was one of the reasons I also had trouble getting back to this. The call from my mom sent me into a an emotional bender. <laughs> and um, also some other stuff was going on that also kind of sent me down a, a FOMO spiral. <laughs> and I still get those. I still get those. And I wanted to share that with you while I'm lying here at the end of the day. But they're lies. We're not missing out on anything. We we so often love to paint that picture out there so rosy of what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is doing something meaningful right now. Everybody else is having fun. Everybody else is partying. Everybody else is celebrating. Everybody else is getting a promotion. But it's not that simple, and we know that. Digital media is not helping us with this because we're all painting a picture, a rosy picture of what our life is like, and that's what other people see, and that's what we see of other people. But it's never that simple. Not everybody. In fact, most people aren't having some wonderful life right now. They're living a life, and they're having their problems, and they're struggling. There are times that I wish I was out having at a party with some friends and having a few drinks and laughing and all that kinds of stuff. But yet, there are times I've been at parties that I forget about that I just wanted to go home or go for a walk. Or I can't tell you the number of times I was at a party where I went out front of the house or apartment or whatever and just sat on the stoop by myself. Because things weren't quite going the way that I imagined they were going to go. We easily forget the difficulties that we did face in our regular life. Things weren't as rosy as we imagined them to be. Life isn't passing you by. Life right now is where you are. I think finding a way to find the joys in our life as it is. To push in that envelope when we can and getting out there when we can, but also to be okay with the little successes, the little wins, the little pieces of peace that we find throughout the day. To be okay with that. To find peace in that. To find joy in that. That gets us through the day. That gets me through the day, and maybe it helps you too. I don't know. Now, I say this is, hey, this is the way to look at this, but, you know, it doesn't mean that I do that most of the time, and today was one of those days when I let my negative cycle of thinking get a little bit away from me. 
It happens. I have setbacks, as I mentioned in our last episode. And I know we all do that. Anyway, I do want to wrap this up and just say I still deal with symptoms, but most of the time I don't think about them. And they come on stronger, especially when I'm highly stressed like this year. Would I still be having waves like I had this year if it wasn't for my stress? I don't believe so. I've taken this hurdle that life threw at me of benzodependence. And while I've had some really hard months and years with it, I've made the most of it. And it's, it's, it's good. It's good. And I think I just want to share that with each of you. Before I say goodnight, I do want to do our moment of peace. And I want to do our disclaimer. Um, not that I want to do our disclaimer. I'm sure you all, you know, probably hit the 30-second skip button on your iPhone or phone or whatever it is. And, and that's okay, but I still have to put it in there. So let's squeeze that in right now, and then we'll close out this podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice in any way. The host of this podcast is not a medical professional, nor is he engaged in rendering medical, health, or psychological advice, nor any other kind of personal professional services. The views and opinions expressed by our listeners and interview guests on this podcast, whether read from textual submissions or presented in their own voice, do not necessarily reflect those of the Benzofree podcast or of its host. Withdrawal tapering or any other change in dosage of benzodiazepines, non-benzodiazepines, or any other prescription drugs should only be done under the direct supervision of a licensed physician. Our full disclaimer can be viewed on our website at benzofree.org slash disclaimer. Okay, I'm back, and welcome to our moment of peace. Mm, just lying here in, in bed as the day comes to a close. I hear the sprinklers outside running in the yard. And things are quiet. I kind of like things quiet sometimes, actually. A lot of times because they're... When parts of our lives are chaos, the times that are quiet become precious. I'm improving this moment of peace, so bear with me if it's a little bit disjointed. I do want to let you know to please only, only do this if you're in a safe place where you can close your eyes and relax and let the chaos of the day pass without you for a while. Let's start off with three deep breaths. Just to kind of help get ourselves calm and into a state of peace. Take a deep breath in. Hold it for a second. And let it out slowly. Let's do that again. Take a deep breath in. Hold it for a second. And let it out slowly along with all the stress of the day. One more time. Take a deep breath in. 
hold it for a second and let it out slowly, relaxing your entire body. Now just breathe slowly and naturally. And listen to the ambiance in the background here, thanks to Graham. The sounds of the water lapping along the shoreline on the island of Corfu. Let the sounds take you away and help lead your mind to a place of calm. If your mind wanders, just gently bring it back to listen. Let's do this for one minute. Thank you for joining me today on this podcast. We're trying something different, as I mentioned. A day in the life. Let me know what you think. Let me know if it worked, if it didn't work, or if it was just D having one long rambling session, which (laughs) might be what this turned out to be. But I do hope this episode finds you in a window. What I really hope is that it finds you in a window that lasts the rest of your life. Wouldn't that be cool? Keep calm. Taper slowly. And take care of yourself. I'll see you next time. Good night.